When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I never knew a woman could be so beautiful. When I met her, I was completely subjugated by her beauty. Trust me, I've been working with beautiful women all my life, but her? Well, she was beautiful in a way that no other woman had ever been. The moment I laid my eyes on her, I knew that she was the one. It's strange how attraction works. Sometimes you can look at someone and say they're pretty and mean it. But you still won't feel that gravitational pull that wants you to meet them. And then sometimes it hits you like a truck. And all you can do is let the impact change your life forever. And that's what happened with her. When I met her, I felt like the breath was knocked out of me. It felt like I'd been sleeping all my life, and suddenly, I was awake. Which is strange, considering that the first time I saw her, it was in my dreams. I just had a promotion at work. My little brother was getting married in a couple of weeks, and my parents were going to celebrate their 40th anniversary in the coming month. Love was in the air all around me. So when I went to bed after a fantastic day, I guess it was only natural that I thought about my own. I had been celibate for a while. More than four years since my last serious relationship, but I think I was finally ready to try again. I was getting somewhere with my job, and I was stable enough to consider building something with a lovely someone. And I guess that's why... She appeared in my dreams. The first time I saw her, I only saw her back. I could see her long, dark tresses falling down the length of her back, reaching just above the hips. It looked soft like silk, and it was as shiny as the hair you see in shampoo commercials. I was already attracted, even though I didn't see her face for a few more dreams. I remember how she was sitting, her delicate black summer dress slightly moved by a breeze, one of the straps falling delicately on her arm, making me want to reach and replace it upon her shoulder. Her skin was pale and looked incredibly soft, kissable even. I remember staring at the point where shoulder meets neck more intently than I'd ever done any woman. For the next few days, that dream shook me. Even my co-workers could tell I had had an experience and were already asking for a name, but I couldn't tell. And honestly, would you tell someone you dreamt about a woman and that's why you're all giddy? I mean, I'm 35 years old. I don't want to sound like a precocious teen who'd seen his first titty in a dirty magazine. 
And yet, that's how she made me feel. Like I'd seen a woman for the first time. However unattainable she was. I kept dreaming of her and seeing more of her every night. And after the first week, I was even able to see her face. Her eyes remained closed for some reason, but her smile... God, her smile. There was something incredibly pulling about it. I just wanted to reach my fingers to her jaw and let my thumb caress her bottom lip. Ten days later, I met her. For real. In my apartment. I went to bed just like every night and slept. I missed her in my dreams, but somewhere in the middle of the night, I felt a cold hand against my cheek. When I woke up, she was there with me. In retrospect, I probably should have been scared, but the only emotion I felt was an incredible feeling of calmness. Why aren't you scared of me? She asked. I stared at her in a stupor, but also quiet admiration. Her eyes were still closed as I reached for her face, and finally pressed my thumb to her bottom lip. My head moved left and right, letting her know that I was not afraid. Starting this day, I didn't need to go to sleep anymore to see her. She was there when I came back from work. Every night. I even asked for her name, but she said I wouldn't be able to pronounce it. I could call her Julia, though, if I wanted. I asked her if I could see her eyes, and she told me I would see them in due time. But for now, she preferred to keep them closed, to protect me. I didn't ask more questions. I knew something was off with her right from the get-go, but I didn't care. She was perfect in every way, and I wasn't going to let her go. Even if I were to learn, she's a demon straight from hell. Whenever I looked at her, I didn't feel threatened. I didn't feel like my life was hanging by a thread that she was the one controlling. I was very much in control of my life. But every passing day, I wanted to spend more and more time with her. I started getting late to work, quitting early. I came back home for lunch and went back late to work. Sometimes, I didn't even go back to work. I just wanted to spend all of my time with her. She worried for me, but I told her not to stress. At some point, I asked my boss for a week off, blaming it on a sickness. I asked him if I could work from home. And I could tell you that not a lot of work was done that week. When I returned to work, people complimented me on my weight loss, saying I looked great. It's true that I might have lost a few pounds, but I guess that's what love was doing to me. I was in love. Trust me. Every fiber of my being was vibrating toward Julia. So much that I forgot to eat sometimes. I could spend hours just staring at her, being totally entranced by her whole being. And sometimes, she would even sing for me as I went to sleep. 
Not that I could sleep much anymore with her by my side, but I got enough sleep to go by. Plus, coffee helps. And then I received a call from my brother. He was furious. I'd missed the wedding and I hadn't even called to give an explanation, but honest to God, I had forgotten. I tried to tell him that I met someone and that I legitimately forgot. But he couldn't understand how someone could forget something as big as their brother's wedding. He hung up on me and Julia spent the entire evening comforting me about it. She told me not to worry, that family is strong and that my brother would eventually come to his senses and be glad for me too. She said that there would be plenty of occasions for us to make it up to each other. And I believed her. I stayed in her arms for a while and eventually fell asleep in them, completely emotionally drained from that talk with my brother. But everything was going to be fine. Julia was here. Everything was going to be fine. When I came back to work, I had a meeting with my boss. Apparently, during my week off, there was a lot of numbers they were waiting for that I hadn't provided. They asked me if I was fine, and told me I looked tired and sick, and that I should go back to the doctor. I have great bosses, so when the offer to take a few more days off came, I evidently took it. I didn't even make it to the doctor. I just pretended I was tired and needed to rest. That I should be back to work, in shape within the next week at best. One of my friends who worked with me at the time asked if I was fine and if I needed help with anything. I told him I was fine. Mentioned Julia and said that she was here to take care of me. His lips sealed in a thin line, but after a few seconds, he said he was happy for me. He still insisted that if I needed help, I could always ask him. He said he was worried about me, then went on about how much weight I had lost, how work seemed to be going wrong, and the story with my brother. And I got angry. How do you know about my brother's wedding? Are you spying on me? But he wasn't. John had been a part of my life for longer than work, so he knew about Pete's wedding. He told me that Pete had contacted him and asked him to keep an eye on me. The discussion stopped right there because I stormed out of the building. I mean, really, how dare he? It's none of his business. As soon as I was home, I called Pete and asked him what the hell was his problem involving my friends and our situation. I told him I was sorry to have forgotten. What else did he want from me? Pete went on about how it was not like me to forget important things, but I was so furious that I just hung up on him. I know I might have said something terrible before that, but it was in anger, nothing else. And then I felt Julia's arms around me and my heart calmed down instantly. Her lips were fresh against my neck, and my pulse went down to a normal rhythm again. Being with her was just heaven. I couldn't stay angry when she held me like that. I started talking, 
telling her about Pete, about John, about work. She listened to me without a word and simply held me, her fingers tangling in my hair. I felt safe, even as she told me that I could find another job easily if I wasn't comfortable enough in this office. And now that I think about it, it was true. I wasn't comfortable anymore at the office. I could always go freelance like a lot of the younger generations are doing. I mean, how hard can that be? Plus, I could work from home, start my own business. She encouraged me as I started building my own website. It took me about a week to get it rolling because I was working from home for my other job, but once it was up, I was ready to find my first contracts. I contacted a few people and landed a job opportunity that I could do from home. And I quit that morning at my old job, told my boss that I didn't need them anymore and that they could suck it. And I never felt so good quitting a job in my life and Julia was laughing softly by my side as I quit without notice. She said that she was proud of me and that I was finally taking control of my life. And that's truly how I felt too. With Julia by my side and my new side business at home, I was on my way to quite a fantastic life and I was so ready for this. But what I wasn't ready for was John knocking on my door, demanding to talk to me. In my head, I'd already barred him. He was getting all up in my business, and I wanted him far away from me. I don't need any nosy friends in my life. When I opened the door, he forced himself in and brought his fingers to his nose. God, what the hell, Robert? He acted like my place smelled like a dump. How long since you showered or even cleaned this place? I couldn't remember, but that wasn't the point. The point was that he had forced himself in my home and was insulting me. What kind of friend does that? Well, let me tell you, not a good friend. My brows knitted together as I asked him to leave. My anger was palpable, and I swore that if he dare say anything insulting again... I was going to kick his ass out without a single shred of mercy. But instead of leaving, like I had politely asked him to do, he stared at me and looked terrified. No, not terrified. He looked at me like I was deserving of pity, which infuriated me even more because my life had never been so damn good before. Who cares about a promotion when you could be the boss of your own business? Who cares about friends when you finally have the love of your life? He just didn't understand. He didn't. I asked him to leave again, but he started talking about hair and weight loss, hygiene and mental health. So, not only was he questioning my choices but he was also going to call me crazy now. I urged him to leave again until I felt Julia's hand on my shoulder. 
I placed my own on top of hers, and a soft smile curled my lips. I had everything I needed right here. And then I saw her open her eyes. Pitch black, with a shiny orange iris in the middle. John screamed and backed into the wall, calling my Julia a monster. My beautiful Julia. He kept screaming about what the hell is that thing, and I couldn't stand it anymore. I jumped on him and started beating him down so he would shut up. Just shut up. He didn't know a thing about love. How could he? His wife was a frigid person that only had sex to give him children, and that's why he kept having his eyes on the boss's secretary's cleavage. He was a pathetic man. He was nosy and he should have listened when I told him to leave. I only stopped when Julia's hands once more touched my shoulder, telling me it was enough. John wasn't recognizable anymore and he definitely wasn't moving. At this moment, I had a moment of realization. I realized that I was willing to do everything in my power to stay with Julia. There would be nothing that would ever get in the way of my love for her. We were made to be together. No one, oh I repeat, no one was ever going to be allowed to call her a monster. She's not. She's everything to me. She's my whole world, my universe, and I'll sign my soul over to her without a single shred of doubt or worry. If she asked me to take over the world, I would. I would do anything for her. I would even bury a friend.